Sports. Sports. Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. Happy almost Thanksgiving. Happy almost Thanksgiving. Well, we got two weeks. We're a couple weeks oh, in. One, we yep. have four, uh, four days until Thanksgiving from when this will be released, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. We're recording this. We're, knee, we're new, knee deep into Noviembre. Oh, yeah. We yeah. Got, you got your cranberry sauce. Yep. We got your uh, <laughs> root vegetables. Sure. Yeah. Oysters. Squash. Yep. Uh, I am actually, uh, Phil and I are both going to the Bahamas uh, shortly. Yeah. And I just realized today that I forgot the week following my trip to the Bahamas is Thanksgiving. So I, I took uh, through Tuesday off. And then I'm going to come back into the office for just Wednesday. Ooh. <laughs> and then yeah. I'm off for Thanksgiving. And I, in retrospect, I'm like, I should have. Just taking that day off. Yeah. yeah. It was really silly Traffic's not to Traffic's going to be bad coming home. Oh, it's going to yeah. be awful. My office is right next to the airport. I thought you were going to say your office is right next to the Thanksgiving factory. Right? Yeah. Are you guys oh. doing anything special for Thanksgiving? We, we have no Jeff's. plans. Oh. oh, do you want to come over to Jeff McCubbin? Do you want to come it's over a, to our it's place? It's a sports comedy <laughs> podcast. I'll be in Denver. Thanks for asking. But hey. uh, today we have a really big show. Yep. Really, really big shoe. Really big shoe. Uh, Miami Heat player Dion Waiters yeah. got himself in a little trouble. Yeah. Sounded like he took an edible on an airplane, took too much, had a bad time. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, you take too much, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of one of those things where I think it was like, you know, he's um, I, I can feel my gums. Oh, yeah. They're tingly. And, yeah, I think it was one of those. But anyway, right, like, he, oh, my heart's slowing down. I'm going to die. Yeah, it was. this was on a flight from Phoenix to L.A., which is a very short flight. Yeah. But yeah. apparently they had to, I don't Seems like... It would be, I mean, in order for someone to make an emergency landing from Phoenix to L.A., I'm trying to think of airports that you could emergency land at between Phoenix and L.A. Uh, There's maybe like two. What, did they land at Palm Springs? Like, could have been Palm Springs yeah. or um, the one in on- Ontario. Oh, that's right, yeah. The Ontario California. that's in California. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so he's going to be on the show, I guess, to clear the air. I suppose so. Because it's full of weed smoke. No, yeah. it was, it was an no, edible, He it also was an got a 10-game suspension because of it, so he's got plenty of time to clear. Well, it. what was honestly interesting about reading the article about this was I had figured that NBA did not have a policy against THC. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They do. They just don't test for it. <laughs> I see. Because, because many... So not a lot of people have been busted for Only it. if you admit it to a flight attendant will yeah. you be busted for <laughs> I think, it. I think it's one of those, like, if you get caught... Right. You're in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, they do not test for it, which I, so I confuse them not testing for it with them being okay with it. Got it. I guess that's not the case. Man. I've definitely read some interesting stuff from professional athletes who were like pro uh, legalization that was basically about how smoking pot for NFL players could be a great way to do like pain relief and not get addicted to pills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Not be taking so many like anti-inflammatories that they're very really like killing themselves. And then it's like, if you let them all smoke pot, which by the way, why wouldn't you? They'll probably be able to handle all the pain without, I mean, not that they should, but without taking all the pills. Because so. it's what hippies do. Right? And athletes hate exactly. hippies. Yeah, sure. Jocks hate hippies. Right. It's known fact from movies. 
but you know, this will be interesting because maybe I don't know. I've never met uh, Deion Waiters. Maybe he'll get on a soapbox a little bit and talk about oh, I think benefits so. of legalization Ab- and and using it as Absolutely. pain relief and that sort I, of thing. You know, mm-hmm. this is not some joking, you know, exploration of this moment that happened to him. I think it's it's a very realistic delve into. You know, the situation that we have in the United States where a lot of people are smoking pot. Yeah, sometimes I feel like our interviews get a little too jokey. They get off right. track. They get I off track. Get... They get derailed remarkably easy. Yeah, yeah, we need to really stick to our hard journalism. I yeah. mean, Jordan, you spent all those years as an anchor on 60 Minutes. Mostly, yeah. Yeah, you got to yeah. take those skills out of the closet. I was actually a feature reporter. It's way but, different. Okay. I was Sorry, usually I at like, the yeah. Donut Factory before like uh, Poonchki Day. Like right, that sort right. of thing. Also great. Still, <laughs> though, I, I we, we try to keep our interviews on on the level we just have some trouble because a lot of these people come in with weird ideas well you know? i think i think also what'll be interesting too because one of the issues with legalization is people taking too much edibles and then oh, yep. being like oh it's bad now when it's like no a controlled dose yep labeling kind of. and this, a lot of this oh, stuff absolutely. is up in the air it's, it's a serious issue facing america standard of identity we also have a wide world weird sport goddamn right we do and news 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 but first cleveland brown super bowl update watch update Cleveland Browns Super Bowl update. Watch update. Brought to you by the Nail Factory in Cleveland. It's the best thing to see in Cleveland. Cleveland Browns win against rival Pittsburgh Steelers. Semicolon. Still managed to lose as game ends in brawl. Oh. Subheadline: NHL players collectively squint and comment. Well, more of a scrap than a goon buckle, and, <laughs> and far from a Donnybrook, really. Yeah. Semicolon. Bunch of hosers. Been a um, long time since we had a good old-fashioned Donnie Brook. <laughs> uh, so since we last checked in on the Browns, they've gone 2-0, and which would be great news if your records being mentioned on this podcast was a metric that anyone cared about. Yep. Uh, and their appearance a week ago, over a week ago, on Thursday Night Football got a little interesting. Uh-oh. Uh, the Browns were beating the Steelers 21-7, to and the Steelers are on their last drive of the game with less than two minutes remaining. But at the same time, Chandler doesn't want Monica to find out about... <laughs> You said Thursday night, right? Well, I said Thursday night football. Oh, Could you right, have a bigger end of game brawl? Uh, <laughs> Browns are winning 21-7. Steelers are on their last drive. And mostly, they're just, they've already lost. They're just getting some reps in. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So uh, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph. On first down, he gets sacked. Clock runs. Second down, he, he, he gets sacked. Yeah. Clock's still running. Third down, it's like now third and forever. He dumps off a shuffle pass, right? A little yeah. shuffle pass there. And afterwards... Uh, Smart play in third and long. Yeah, why not? And they're coming at you. So uh, afterwards, defensive end Miles Garrett wraps up Rudolph, kind of wrestles him to the ground, and in a move that Todd Bertuzzi called, quote, a little chippy, <laughs> Garrett pulled Rudolph off the ground by his face mask, ripped his helmet off him, and bashed him in the head with it. Wow. Sure. That's, uh, yeah. You don't see that one in the rule book. No, you really don't. Very uh, happy Gilmore. Poochki Day will be enjoyed even by, by everyone. hockey standards. <laughs> this is <That's>... Jordan <laughs> Bobbeville for 60 minutes. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? So no. Even by hockey standards. <laughs> yeah, you don't, yeah. Uh, so the NFL clearly bowing to pressure from our everyone gets a trophy culture. Boo. Giving Garrett a trophy for it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's been suspended indefinitely. Uh, minimum, suspended indefinitely, minimum rest of the regular season, and chuckle, chuckle, any postseason games for the Browns. <laughs> uh, uh, also suspended uh, a Browns defensive tackle and uh, Pittsburgh Steelers center, Marquise Pouncey. NFL uh, has fines planned for 10 other players who participate in the brawl. Pouncey's a longtime veteran. He's been in the league forever. Well, now it's going to take three games off without pay. 
Uh, you can Which, at his age, I'm sure he's like, oh, darn. Good uh, rest of I don't know. Without pay. Well, he's, yeah. He's, he's maxing out his 401k. True, he's, he's, he's near he's, retirement. Yeah, he's a center. Which is not exactly a growth position in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL also have fined both teams $250,000. Which you know is going to really make the players think about what they've done. Yeah, have we talked about oh, this? No. Where do the fines go? Oh, you actually, they usually go to the charity. NFL. They go no, to yeah, charity? Like yeah, the NFL collects them and then usually gives them to charity. The okay. NFL is officially a that nonprofit. Yeah. Uh, like the league itself, not the teams. But it's, it's one of those things like the league makes yeah. so much money that basically... Yeah, you just said it was a nonprofit. You just said they make so no, much no, money. Yeah, that's the, the organization at the center of it, the NFL, is a nonprofit The cartel itself yeah. is nonprofit. The teams Each of the are multi-billion are dollar organizations. Oh. And they're paying taxes on Is that. that why Tiny Tim is the commissioner of the NFL? Because he's just like, oh, please, sir, can I get some porridge? Yeah, it's not. It's not profit. Yeah. I don't know about that one. You don't know about it? (laughs) It can't be making money. It's a non-profit. Anyway, but now after this fine, the owner of the Steelers is going to be going into the player's locker room saying, we were going to double the amount of hot tubs to 25. (laughs) The half was for the kicker. Yeah. Yeah. But now, thanks to this fine, we're going to have to really tighten our belts, you guys. Uh Uh-oh. Enjoy those 12 and a half hot tubs. (laughs) Of course, uh, Garrett is appealing and, uh, oh, appealing the fine. Oh, he's not I, like I'm sorry. very appealing. Yeah. He's appealing. Well, he that seems like Garrett. a fairly handsome guy very to appealing. me. It's not my cup of tea, but let's let's and, give credit where credit's due. Real quick, Phil, Sports Outsider, generally speaking, with suspensions, most sports leagues shoot high because they know that the player and the player's union will appeal. And so it's sort of like an opening offer negotiation. You settle. Yeah, it's basically like yeah. baseball a lot of times. Like, oh, 10-game suspension. It's like you know it's going to be like five or six if they Okay, appeal. that makes sense. It almost always gets knocked down the appeal. But you still get to come out of the gate like hardcore. Like, ah, we're enforcing the rules. Long kind suspension. Kind of well, like when we arrest rich people in regular society. There you go. Yeah, yeah, Robert sure. Kraft should be in jail. Yeah, all Is those he? people for the college no. admission scandals. Or we should at least see his dick online. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that would be that would be the punishment that I want to see yeah. Robert Kraft's penis. Uh, so, but here's the thing: being suspended indefinitely—that's a hell of an opening offer. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's uh, not really. You could be They're told like, that's not All serious right, negotiating. I'm counter with infinity. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. it's like the early ask is like, oh, eighty percent over market cap. Right. What? Uh, ESPN reported the Browns are hopeful that what led Garrett to anger will mitigate the punishment. Here's their angle. Mason Rudolph hit him in the balls first. Yep, yep, That's well. basically what they're going to do. And I didn't see the tape, but if that did happen, it's going to help your case. Sure. You hit a guy in the head with a helmet, what do you do? Hit me in the balls? Oh. Yeah. Now, to demonstrate, my client will give you all a very gentle ball tap. Oh, no, no. Settle, settle. <laughs> oh, we're with you. Uh, that actually, Jack the Ripper, a lot of people don't know this, would have gotten off. Argued that all of the prostitutes had punched him in the balls before he he, he killed him. So, <laughs> Cleveland <Yikes>. Browns <laughs> Super Bowl update watch update. Cleveland Browns Super Bowl update watch update. Brought to you by the Nail Factory. Rescinded this sponsorship because we don't want to be associated with that last comment. <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports 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 Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Cincinnati Bengals fan vows to live on the roof of sports bar until Bengals win a game. Uh-oh. Subheadline, wife fails to see how this is an actual challenge. <laughs> Sub-subheadline, this guy's married. What is Joel doing wrong? Right. 
It's a fair point. You got to take more chances, like living on the roof of a bar. <laughs> no, no, no. See, that's he already has a wife, right? But he's he did that something kind before of person. this. That someone is willing to deal with him, even though he wants to live in the roof of a sports bar. Totally fair. Jeff Lanham was an ordinary sports bar owner and fan of the Cincinnati Bengals. Until one day, uh, his place is the Hog Rock Cafe. Hog Rock? Yeah, a sports bar whose uh, name has escaped the Hard Rock Cafe's in-house counsel until this recent story (laughs) in the Washington Post. Um, His bar hosts a weekly Bengals tailgate party. The local CBS News affiliate shows up on road games and does like live shoots from okay. it. It's a happening place. They do yeah. like a whole tailgate thing, right? Well, after the Bengals lost the Steelers to start the season 0-4, Jeff's wife, Chrissy Lanham, was locked in a Facebook comment war about their team. Somehow failing to learn the take-home lesson from 1983's war games, nobody wins in a Facebook comment war. Mm-hmm. It was actually reiterated by Robert McNamara in the Errol Morris documentary, Fog of War. Yeah. But also, great uh, film. one person does win, and that's Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff wanted to get his wife's attention away from her phone, so he jokingly proclaimed that he would live on the roof of their sports bar if the Bengals lost to the Arizona Cardinals next week. Well, this did catch her attention, and without getting the okay from Jeff, she announced that that's what he's going to be doing in a live interview on WKRC. Ah, why was she doing a live interview? I just, they do local, I just said the CBS oh, affiliate yeah. is there for the tailgates, so then they do local oh, live see. things. Okay. So they were interviewing her. Listen, so they don't have a lot to talk about yeah. in Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> the next week, the Bengals lost to the Cardinals 26 to 23, and Jeff Lanham moved to his bar's roof. Quote, I said, I said it, so it's my fault. But she kind of put salt in the wound by saying it live on Channel 12 News, so now I'm living it. Until they win, I'm stuck on the roof. Since that day, the 42-year-old adult grown-up man Mm. has spent 23 hours a day in a small rooftop tent with nothing but a flat-screen TV, a heater, assorted clothes, snacks, a cot, and a sleeping bag. Not bad. Lives better than I do. (coughs) Yeah, that's pretty nice. I have a very drafty house. I think about how much I'm paying in rent and... (laughs) Well, the, I'd like to live in the top of a sports bar in Cleveland. The, the stories I read about this all had pictures of him on his roof, and without a fail, they all had like him with like a bag of like Tostitos and a thing of like salsa. Not bad. And uh, basically, it looks like a weird uh, mix between a college dorm room and like uh, your neighbor's really cool garage. Oh, nice! But not that cool. Like the the guy who like hosts game day parties there. Sure. Same as My neighbor had the coolest garage. How many cars? Uh oh, it was a two car garage, but it was filled with stuff. Cars? No, like axes and oh, Whoa. like various like gardening and yeah. wilderness accoutrements. That's when Joel realized my neighbor was a serial killer. Right. I or read super into uh, world. Wait, all those children disappeared from our neighborhood. You guys ever seen the mole traps? They're mole like spring loaded, and you poke them into the ground, and if a mole starts to burrow, oh, I have seen that. Smacks down, yeah. and it cuts their head off. Yeah, I've never seen a mole trap. Oh, yeah. All sorts of rusty old metal equipment you could hurt yourself with in my neighbor's cool garage. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, nice. Okay, so this wasn't a bet, so there's no specific rules about what he can or can't do. Yeah. But while it feels like this is the type of guy who would both just pee and poop off the roof, he owns the place. So he uses the restroom there, and he leaves once a day to shower. So it really sounds like yeah. mostly he's just skipping shifts. <laughs> yeah, he's just hanging taking out taking a vacation on top of the business he owns all of his meals are delivered to him on the roof by one of the restaurant's waiters or by his wife 
when she comes to swap out his laundry. Again, oh. the college dorm room yeah, thing. Yeah, not bad. Judging by the pictures of this man, this uh, living on the roof has not fundamentally altered his diet in a meaningful way. Right, mostly uh, chips and salsa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also like I think hot wings, that sort of thing. Ooh. He doesn't appear to be a physically fit man. He is not kempt. So he's he is also unkempt. I'm also wondering, like his wife might have offered this up pretty quick, or she's like, "Wait a second, I can get Larry out of the house for." <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we'll get to. So he said, when the Bengals lost the Cardinals game, I had only intended to leave uh, the roof for Bengals home games. But all the haters on Facebook and all the stuff kept whining, so I just don't go nowhere. Yikes. <laughs> okay, this, this all started October 7th. It's now late November. You get bored as hell up here watching TV and Netflix, but there's literally nothing else for me to really do now that it's like 20 degrees. I just turn the heater on, strip down to my boxers, and lay in my sleeping bag for most of the day. This literally qualifies for the American dream for anyone who lives in Cincinnati. Yeah. I kind of want his, I want his life. <laughs> I might not want it through the end of November. <laughs> He's got a heater. He's in his boxers. He's fine. Yeah, but but after like a month, that's going to get a little old, right? So here's the one sentence that is uh, verbatim cribbed from the original Washington Post story. Okay. This is my favorite sentence in the entire week. While living on the roof until your team wins its first game is uncommon, it is not unheard of in Cincinnati. <laughs> huh. In 1991, WEBN-FM, a Cincinnati radio station, wagered with a Denver-area radio station that if the Broncos won their season opener against the Bengals, sports reporter Dennis Wildman Walker would live on the station's billboard until Cincinnati won its first game. What a wild man. Cincinnati lost that game, leading to a 61-day stay for Walker as the Bengals stumbled to an 0-8 start. (laughs) Wow. Jeff Lanham, our our hero, cited (laughs) Wildman Walker as an inspiration. But when pressed, couldn't really define the word inspiration. <laughs> uh, Christy Lanham said that generally speaking, God has better things to do than affect the course of NFL games. But this whole ordeal has changed up her prayer routine. Quote, I can obviously visit him whenever I want to, but it's just not the same as having him with me at our home. But being the upstanding man that he is, I know that he'll never break an agreement. So I'm just praying the Bengals can win so he can come back home. Oh, wow. Yeah. Upstanding. Sure, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, wasting uh, God's time. That's what I call it. I gotta say, that's really crazy. Like, I'm shocked to hear that. There are Bengals fans who still believe in God? (laughs) If Cincinnati does the unthinkable and goes winless... It would mean this dude would have stayed... I mean, it's not unthinkable. Right, it's very Some of us have direct experience with what it might be like to watch an NFL team lose every single game they play. Yeah, the Lions did it once. Yeah, Bill, that's correct. They did. The Browns did it once. The Buccaneers did it once. I guess there are five other teams that have done it. I think the Buccaneers only went 0-14, though, right? Right, but it was winless. And the other five are all, like, not in the modern era. Yeah. I believe they're all, like, in the old... It's like the Cleveland Shoeboxers. Yeah. You can't lord that over I don't know. It was like a factory. I don't know. Get out of town. Yeah, like people who find a shoe that's like a welterweight and then spar with it. Beat the hell out of it. Look, they still got games against the Jets and the Dolphins, okay? Yeah. They shouldn't lose out, but if they do, it will mean he's he's stayed up there until December 29th, missing Christmas with his family. Mm-hmm. And at Well, that, I mean, based on his bet, he's got to stay through next season. Well, here's where he clarifies. He goes, look, if they go winless, <laughs> I would move back home December 29th and start back up again when the 2020 season begins. I think that's fair. 
I could understand this if this guy was like a Pats fan or something, but but the Bengals doesn't he know that that they're not going to win? Well, and and to that point, when I was typing this up, I would say five times I typed Browns instead of Bengals. It was so damn difficult (laughs) to keep it straight when I was doing it. Right. I just know them because they had Boomer Esiason. Tecmo Super Bowl. Joining us on the podcast, we have uh, Miami Heat player Dion Waiters. Oh, hey, guys. Okay. Hey, Dion. Hey, Dion. Hey, what's going on? I see that you're wearing sunglasses indoors. Yeah. Well, you know, they gave me a 10-game suspension, you know? Yeah. edibles, you know, and whatnot. Yes, that's what you did. Yep. Yeah. Right? So I don't have to dress for games or anything, you know? <laughs> well, I'm... So I'm, I'm, on, I'm on a little <clears throat> bit of a staycation. Yeah. Do you think it's just a wise idea to call it a staycation and to appear... Speaking in the cadence that you are right now. Oh, nobody listens to this podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's All right. Uh, yeah, 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 fair yeah. enough. Uh, yeah, but that's one. <laughs> yeah. Everybody right. gets one. How many do I get? Uh, just one. All right. Well, okay. Uh, before anything else, Dion, why don't you walk us through what happened? I think a lot of people are confused. Yeah. They're like, I mean, a lot of us have had too many edibles, but needing sure. to like emergency land a flight right. from Phoenix to Los Angeles is pretty extreme. That's the thing, though. That's the thing, is I didn't have too many edibles. It sounds like you had it too many edibles. sounds like you did. Because my tolerance is very, very high because of all the edibles I eat. Okay, so fair enough. So I should be fine. But you could still theoretically... I mean, it, they, they had to land the plane. No, this is how it went down. No, you don't understand. This is how it went down, okay? You don't understand, okay? This is what it went <laughs> how down. How did it okay? go down, Dion? All right, so I get on the plane, all right? And like everybody, you get on the plane, you have a quick edible, all right? Nah, not everybody. And you just want to see how it lands because you just got you got some time to yourself. This okay. is, is this when they're doing like the safety presentation? Right, exactly. And it's just boring and you don't want to hear it right. anymore so you, so you took them at the start of the flight i took an edible the, what roughly edible. 55 minute well i think at this point they're still on the tarmac we're still on the tarmac yeah yeah we're still on the tarmac and i took an edible all right then we get near the end of the in-flight announcement where they talk about the seatbelts. it wasn't kicking in so i take another edible right <laughs> oh, okay i'm gonna okay yeah. I, yep sorry keep going. i mean that's right. like 15 seconds later. Right, exactly. But so I didn't, didn't feel the first within one. 15 no, I didn't seconds. feel the first one yet, so I'm like, that might have been, they might have left it out of that one. There might have not been THC. So you, actually, yeah, you might that have was accidentally done. eaten a gummy bear. Maybe it was a gummy God, bear. Perish the thought. Well, I do have this problem where I take my gummy bears and my edibles and I put them in a Ziploc and I mix them up. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, I mean, when you say have this problem, it sounds like you create an issue for yourself right i was really easily avoidable you don't even understand i was really high when i did that (laughs) you don't even understand all right all right so wait but here's the thing so you you've taken an edible you've waited approximately two 15 seconds you've taken another edible right then what at this point they're like all right now we're gonna take off and i'm like Whoa, the takeoff is the scariest part of the flight. I'm going to agree with you there. Yeah, I'm going to take another edible. I think the landing's scarier, but... <laughs> oh, I... I'll get to that. <laughs> Don't jump ahead in the story. But I, I want to I say here for a second, yeah. Dion, uh, I don't know this for sure, yeah. but from what I understand, 
sometimes edibles take a while to kick in. Sometimes yeah. they take a like second more to kick than in. fifteen seconds. Right, but I I'm a I have to admit I'm a bored flyer. I'm not a nervous flyer. Okay. I'm a bored flyer, which can be even worse than being a nervous flyer because when you're a nervous flyer, you got a lot to think about. Yeah, when you're a bored flyer, you got nothing to think about. Okay, fair enough. So you uh, wanted to take off yep. before you took off. Yeah. So, yeah, I like your turn of <laughs> okay, phrase. Okay, Dad. <laughs> you know? So now I've, I had one before takeoff, so I could calm my nerves. All right? Three. We, so you've, yep. you've had three before yep. takeoff. Then we take off. We get to it. We get up in the air. And as soon as we start leveling off, I'm like, oh, phew, celebratory edible. <laughs> right? Okay, so this is we're around, good now. This is around the time you can take out your laptops, right? It's getting cl- not there yet. Oh, it's just okay. when the plane is so you're, through you're the rumbly period. Taking an edible in anticipation of anxiety, but then also taping an edible for the, the re- relief. Re- relief of that yeah, anxiety. Exactly. Okay. So I'm relieved. So I take an edible, all right? Yeah. Wait, 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 did you take another edible because you were relieved because you took an edible? What is the counter at now? I'm at four. Okay, Okay, four, all right. I took one when I first got on the plane. Yep, you mentioned that one. I took one during the announcement. Yep, you mentioned that one. I took one before takeoff because I was nervous. Yep, yep. And I took one, a celebratory one, when I was in the... (laughs) There there you go, okay. Lo and behold, the drink cart comes by. Okay. And by this point, my mouth is desert. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm going to have, a, I need a water, right? And I'm like, do you have hint water? And they were like, hint water? We don't have, it's water or Coca-Cola. And I'm like, what is, what is hint water? No, it's where it got a little bit of flavor in it. And I'm like, I don't want to have a Coca-Cola because caffeine, I heard, is bad for you. <laughs> so what I got was uh, just a regular water, and I dropped a gummy edible into it so it tasted like hint water. With just a hint of gummy, right? Okay. And did you leave the gummy flavor. in there after you finished drinking it? I drank it? it down like a tequila worm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're at five. So I needed that, that burst of flavor. Five is incidentally, I mean, I usually take more than the packaging suggests because I'm quite a large person. Yeah, you, you are. are, of course, a larger person than I am, I am as a yeah. professional basketball yeah, player. Yeah, five's not crazy. Yeah, but no, I mean, five, though. Well, it depends on how many milligrams of THC are in each of these. Right, I would definitely... I do not read packaging because I, I, I was told that if you spill salt, it's bad luck, and if you read the packaging, it's bad luck, you know? Who... Who, where did that mean, superstition come from? I don't know. Salt where does any before? superstition come from? It all comes from the air, man. I feel right. like it the salt just, superstition predates It all comes packaging. from witches and stuff. Who knows? But okay. if you read a package, it's 100 years so of bad these luck. Might be, I feel like you more, don't often, read packages. more often than not, the dosage on your edibles, I feel like a standard is either 5 or 10 milligrams. Right? Can right. up to 20, depending on how big. I've, I've seen 20s, but I do feel like... Uh, so. You, are, can you at least ballpark it? As to where you were, were you at the fives? Well, the tens, I will the say 20s? this, right after the fifth one, I'm freaking the fuck out, right? Okay, are yeah. they kicking in now? So They're maybe like fifties is in. what you're saying. They're all kicking in. Yeah. So what do you do when you're freaking out? You take an edible, right? <laughs> oh, for your Calm anxiety, the nerves, Got right? Even, even when the edible caused the anxiety. Yeah. No, at that point, like there was there, I thought that the plane was a bus. 
And so I needed to calm myself down and say, you're not on a bus. You're on a plane. Because yeah. if a edible, bus were 20,000 feet in the air, it would be terrifying. Drop. It'd, <laughs> oh, my God. Fortnite yeah. is one or the other. Okay. You guys don't understand that reference. Nope, you not play even Fortnite. a little bit. <laughs> I'm younger than you guys. All right. So I've decked that edible. Did not calm me down. Luckily, luckily, though, the the drink car people came around and they were like, we got food. I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, that'll definitely, I mean, getting a little, I mean, if you yeah. go too many on an empty stomach, oh, you yeah. oh, really yeah. go harder than oh, yeah. So eat some carbs, man. Right, Get some totally. pretzels, whatever. Yeah. So, I tell a protein would be oh, real good. That's, gonna- that's what I was thinking. Protein would be good. So I said, I want a turkey sandwich and lots of mayo, right? And they said, all right, turkey sandwich, that'll be $15. I went, $15? And I took an edible. <laughs> I was freaked. $15 for a sandwich? I mean, firstly, I'm, I was so stressed out. I'm with out. you. I never buy food on it's airplanes. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. $15. I'm a, a little shitty disappointed yeah. in the Miami Heat organization and their plane charging its employees. $15 yeah, that's a, that's a, for that's a, a sandwich. That's a fair point. It is a fair point. They shouldn't do that. We should get free turkey sandwiches. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Jordan, and say that maybe his recollection of precisely how these events unfolded it was might not $15. be entirely accurate. It was fifteen dollars. Then her tongue went out like a snake and lip, licked her forehead. <laughs> okay, it licked oh, no, all be careful, the way around. That's a microphone, buddy. Yeah, be careful sorry. With that. Yeah, yeah. So I took an edible. Okay, and then I bought the turkey sandwich. Then you were like, okay, now I can accept that yeah. price point. Yeah, totally. Because you are a professional basketball player, professional, even at the league money. minimum. I do even feel like you're at the point where for a ten days, I'm not losing anything. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm doing okay. No, fair enough, but a $15 turkey, that's if I were making as much money as you, I hope that I would at least be in a situation where I would start being the guy who goes, you know what, I will have the $15 turkey sandwich because I'm hungry. You'd be surprised. You'd yeah. be surprised. But Money's no, I'm, still I'm money. with you. I also, part of me is like, I'm never going to be that guy. Right? <laughs> well, this is the crazy part then, all right? We're so just got, getting to the crazy part. I get part. the turkey sandwich, and I'm like, I, can you have any cranberry sauce? They're like, I'll bet they have... didn't. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> they well, that's a, that's a big sauce. ass, How buddy. can you eat turkey sandwich without cranberry sauce on? Uh, I feel I like this is a new thing it. since it's the last 12 years. It's so years. dry. So what I did is I took four so or five right edibles and I smushed them. Mayo. I smushed up sandwich. the four or five edibles into a gooey paste and I spread uh, it on like cranberry sauce. Because you wanted the sweet. He didn't want the mayo or the tartness of the Dijon. But are those... Cranberry? Did you find cranberry? They're fruity. I think it was just you wanted the berry. sweet taste to yeah. balance out the turkey. You need to have the sweet with the meat, not well, the heat. With at this beat. point, I got to say, I don't know that you we... You got the beat. We got the beat. We got the beat. Hey, we got the beats. Yep. They uh, didn't have beats. So I had to use the edibles. Yep. I smushed them up. Ate the whole sandwich. At this point, I'm at what, 12 edibles? Yeah, so I think we're less confused now as to why they had to land the plane to help you out for two minutes. Oh, they edibles. don't land the plane yet. All right. Well, that, but I think we can all envision the general trajectory but you're at, on here. At this point, I can hear everybody's heart beating. Everyone on the plane. I mean, you were probably imagining that. And but. I start telling them that. Oh, I'm yeah, like, that's- your heart's beating too fast. Your heart's being too slow. Goldilocks, your heart is just right. <laughs> it was perfect, all right? Then I, so I look in my tent. I only have one edible left. Oh. And how I'm many not, did you start with? Uh, well, the, uh, I think 12. <laughs> no, a baker's dozen. I had 13, yeah. right? 
So I'm a little OCD. I only have one left. I have to take that last one. Okay, you're a completist. You're I'm not gonna. Completist. You're not gonna get off this flight with one that. gummy. Yeah, exactly. I am also a completist. Not, yeah, exactly. It was just like the last like, Led Zeppelin album is crap, but I make a point of listening to it when I'm going chronologically. Exactly. If you have one, like you, if you have three bites of your turkey sandwich left and you're full, which I did, you still got to eat it because it's still got one edible worth of paste on it. <laughs> so I can't actually argue with that logic i'm very good at getting math. to this point i would not have right but yeah if i've got three bites of turkey sandwich left with one yeah. edible worth on so it I i'm take, not gonna leave it so oh take, yeah that'd be I insane take the last yeah. edible and at that point complete blackout right? <laughs> okay so now i'm I, surprised that you made it this far right but when i came to everybody was surrounding me and just being like oh what's happening what's happening what's happening reaching my other pocket about my other tin of edibles. Oh, okay. So at this point, I was panicked because everyone was saying, what happened? I just started shoving them in my mouth as fast as I can. I'm like, right? Because I was super stressed out. Right. It's you know what? At being that point- embarrassed in a public situation, you know? Did you know that public speaking, people are more afraid of that than dying? I have heard that. Yeah. That's Sein- what it's Seinfeld like when a whole team of people are saying, are you okay? It's a very stressful moment. By the way, I'm no longer confused as to why they needed to land a plane between Phoenix and Los Angeles. Yeah, no, that's been... Now I get it. But at that point, when I took that whole other tin, I was the captain of the plane. <laughs> so, of course, I break into the cockpit. But oh, <laughs> now, now. That, yeah. that was the one. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you get a 10-game suspension for yep, weed. And yada, yada, yada. Now they got a big fucking problem with weed all of a sudden. <laughs> Legalize it. Yep, I mean, I'm with you on that one, but I still think that legal or not, there are more responsible ways to consume marijuana. Like drinking that much on a plane, we'd also say is a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, Getting drunk and breaking into a cockpit is a federal offense. I don't think that you got to be that picky about the substance involved. (laughs) Regardless of what you're consuming that makes you do that. Like if too many grilled cheese sandwiches makes you break into an airplane cockpit... You should lay off the grilled cheese sandwiches. Do you guys have any grilled cheese sandwiches? No, I'm sorry. That was no. a really bad example for me to yeah. use at this particular oh, no. moment. Well, you guys, do you want, can I take this knife? No. No, no you really can't. No. All right, thank Especially you. Especially in your current thank state. Thank you for I'm sorry, having me. How many edibles have you had today? Since the interview began, five. Wait. Oh, boy. Yeah, every time you guys are talking, it's very stressful. So <laughs> I, when I'm not speaking, I'm taking an edible. That's, I understand, but yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we hope you enjoy your suspension. We hope you come back uh, playing strong. You're a demon lizard. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports. The worst Thanksgiving Day football games of all time. Oh, I remember all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I Yes, I think I'm... Yep. I, I can I can already think of like four <laughs> that are gonna be on this list. I think I was at one of them. Oh wow! Whoa. Think there I've only know. ever been to one Lions game in person, and it was at the Silverdome. Was it Thanksgiving Day? No. Oh, trust me. 
Mom is not going to oh, be right, okay right, right, right. with the Anderson family attending a football game on Thanksgiving it's Day. It's a noon game. Hard no. Okay. <laughs> and that brings it on to it. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. kidding. Uh, so this is from thebiglead.com. Um, this post originally ran on Thanksgiving 2015. So okay, All I don't right. think there's been anything particularly egregious about the last yeah, three years. So well, we'll see. Thanksgiving Day football is a long time American tradition. It brings up fond memories. That's because we repress and bury most well, of them. Lions football on Thanksgiving is a long time tradition. Yes, yeah. everybody else is sort of a Johnny Come Lately yeah, situation. Sure, Dallas the Cowboys in the seventies, sixties, seventies. Yeah, fuck them. Oh, and the Thursday night game now. Assholes. Boof. There's been lots of bad football games on Thanksgiving. After all, the Detroit Lions have been featured in them for a long time. The longest time. (laughs) Yeah. Get it right. For the longest time. We we can't be proud of how we've played on this particular day, so we have to be proud of how long we've done it. you say goodbye to me? There are so many to choose, but here are some of the worst. Philadelphia Eagles 7, Pittsburgh Steelers 0 in 1940. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Also, why would those two teams play? Also, play in, in, ni- in, in 1940, 1940, that would qualify as an awesome game. Yeah, because scoring was not a a thing. Yeah, because no, everyone's I wearing think it'd leather be more helmets. More awesome and, today. Yeah, like in today's NFL, a seven nothing game. I mean, it'd be incredible. You know why it would in today's NFL? It would require extreme weather. That would be part of the fun. It, you sure would enough, basically need that. If, for, if two defenses were playing that well. I would really enjoy watching that game. That's my kind of football. Yikes. The Eagles uh, won their only game of 1940 season on Thanksgiving over the 2-7-2 Steelers. I guess they tied back then. Yep. Only 5,000 people attended. Oof. And could you blame them? The game was scoreless until the fourth quarter until the immortal Dick Riffle Broke the tie with a touchdown run on a reverse after Steelers fumble. I noticed a Dick Riffle the other day, and I went to my doctor. Yeah, you gotta uh, look out for Dick good? Riffles. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, gave you good. some lotion? Or? Yeah, I gave me a little lotion. It should clear up in a couple of days. Is what he yeah, said. it's usually an abrasion. Yeah, yeah, you gotta put the lotion on the skin, or else you get the hose again. Yeah, uh, though I would like to point out the people who did attend the game did not know that it was going to be scoreless into the fourth quarter. So I don't buy that at all. That's fair. Attendance was low because no one wanted to go whether the game was good or not. Especially on Thanksgiving. Yeah. You want to be with it. It's World War II is happening at the time. You got to uh, appreciate it. No. Yeah. I mean, not well, not, not. Well, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Good point. But still, you feel bad about the other countries. Wouldn't you know? it be until the Thanksgiving Day 42 game? That's true. Yeah. The Mud Bowl, 1968. This earlier Thanksgiving game between the Lions and the Eagles had it all. If all is things that make for a terrible game. Were the Lions outdoors in 68? Tiger Stadium. Oh, nice! So, the naturally, the Tigers played well into October that year, maybe making the field conditions worse. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, two bad teams and horrible weather in what was designated the Mud Bowl. Eagles kicker Sam Baker made four field goals, one in each quarter, in what turned out to be controversial fashion, as the Ingles won an enthralling game twelve to zero. Again, that's my kind of game. I also but. feel like, like I said, it's really wrong for this guy to be cherry picking old games with low scores because most old games had low scores. Yeah. Like Joel's mm-hmm. saying, he prefers that now, but back then, a score like that is par for the course. Right? Is not that it, like now a twelve nothing game would be an extraordinary event. Also, clearly some SEC fan who doesn't like inclement wetter weather in football 
Which is insane because that's when football's at its best. But there was no three nothing because there's two feet of mud and everyone's bogging down in it. That's a game. There was no turk darns though. No, that's what I like about it. Okay, just a bunch of guys pushing each other in the mud, playing in ankle deep mud that one writer described as turf that made the average pig's quarters appear to be a wall-to-wall carpeted by comparison. The Eagles (laughs) substitute... What a great writer. If you could guarantee those conditions, I'd pay double for a ticket. Yikes. Uh, uh, Yeah. Philadelphia Eagles 27, Dallas Cowboys 0 in 1989. The Bounty Bowl. Yes, it's famous. The game itself was awful, featuring the 1-15 Cowboys using their two fullback offenses... Because they were lacking in weapons. Oh, that's right. This is like right before the Cowboys got uh, their good draft picks, right? Yeah. Before right before they traded running. Herschel Walker for all of the Minnesota Vikings. Ah. So Troy Aikman went 7 for 12 with three interceptions. Oh, he that's mo- a bad line. <laughs> for yeah. a quarterback, that's a terrible line. Uh, the most eventful thing was the hit on Lewis and Dejas in the opening kickoff of the second half. That's it. <laughs> All right, the next one. Every Detroit Lions game between 2004 and 2012. Fuck you. Okay, I, I was right. I, uh, I went to one. <laughs> there you go. One of those was yours. Uh, incidentally, the, the fact Bowl. that they're not breaking these out by individual games is appalling. I don't know. What about the one where we were down 16-minute points with three minutes to play, and we proceeded to score a touchdown, convert a two-point conversion, recover the onside kick, score another touchdown, and then miss the two-point conversion? Sounds pretty awful. You remember that. That was Thanksgiving Truly Day. awful. The Joey Harrington-Mike McMahon classic in a 41-9 drubbing by the Colts started it all. A year after oh. an improbable upset of the Packers, but, nine, but for nine years, Lions lost on Thanksgiving, often in dreary fashion that had you spacing out and moving your meal So up. does this one have the one with the coin flip? Uh, we paid the uh, Steelers? No, they're not mentioning that. I mean, maybe it'll be later, but yeah, I distinctly that's, remember that's that That's a specific one, that's one that's like, that actually is. Yeah, I guess that went to OT, so it's arguably not a bad game, but, but that one in 05 against the Colts, I always remembered when they were talking about the season touchdown record, I'm like, I watched that game. If Peyton Manning had stayed in for the second half, he could have and would have thrown six more touchdowns. <laughs> yep. The record would be like 57. <laughs> the end in 2011 and 2012 at least gave us the Sioux Stomp, which when our first season of doing this podcast we covered. Oh, that's right. You want to feel old. Uh, old timey, right? Yeah. Uh, and the next year, the challenge by Jim Schwartz that prevented Justin Forsett touchdown from being reviewed. Oh, God, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that. It was he challenged a play that you couldn't, that you weren't allowed to challenge, oh, that's right? Legally, and so because he did that, they couldn't review it. It was it's some weird ass <laughs> nine rule, but it's like you're the coach, you need to know that rule. Yeah. Yep, but he didn't. <laughs> Boo! And then the final one, uh, the butt fumble game in 2012. Okay, okay, yeah, give right. it to the fair night enough. game. That's yeah. a, that's a fair one. New England beat the Jets 49 to 19 on Thanksgiving night 2012 with the second quarter blitz that depantsed the Jets. Of course, the game is most famous for the Mark Sanchez bus, butt butt fumble. And yes, this post has been an excuse to again mention the butt fumble. That was in the Sports Center, not the top ten for like the record number of weeks. Oh, yeah, it like beat Alabama at number one in the AP poll. Well, it was just like it's so much more satisfying because it's like 
Mark Sanchez, who you're sort of like, <laughs> Mark Sanchez was this like statuesque, like handsome man. Any USC quarterback. A USC quarterback, a winning USC quarterback. The amount of tail that he must have gotten while attending the University of Southern California has got to be monumental. So you're sort of like, you know what? If Mark Sanchez is having this bad a day, I'm okay with it. It's been balanced out earlier in his career. He'll be fine after this. And that brings it on to another wide world of weird sports. I don't feel great about Joel using the word tail when he's referencing women. Citizens of Podcast Town. This brings clothes in their sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back Dion Waiters. See uh, if Dion, can you uh, please give us our contact All information? All right. I'm still here. You Just can read find, off that. You can find us on... No, no, Dion, just, uh, right, yeah, Dion? out loud, out loud. Wait, out loud. I'm not talking out loud. No, no you're, you're not talking so out loud. It was so loud in my head. I think you right, were reading it. It was mumbling. so loud in my head. You can find us on. Hey, hey, Dion. It's it's Facebook. It's Facebook.com like slash sports the number three. Facebook.com slash Facebook.com. I thought it was a dot net. No, no. Is it been a dot net all along? No, 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 no. Don't do this, Joel. Don't do this. Don't do this. Oh God. Facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Or you can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. Okay, a little constructive yeah, criticism. You were you wait, were oh, yelling man. that time. Really? I absolutely felt like yelling. I was whisper quiet. No, no, you were, were absolutely right now, yelling. You, you weren't whisper yelling, you were yelling, yelling. You can find us on twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. Thanks or to our audio find, engineer who really nailed writing the levels Or you there. can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. That's anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. The number one home for all your podcast needs and podcast and feeds. Get sure to check it out. Anchor.fm.com slash fm slash sports slash sports. Hey, Dion, thanks, buddy. Yeah, appreciate it. You did wonderful. stuck in a cycle slash Hey, why don't you go take a seat in the green room? I think we got some water in there. Oh, we've got some edibles in there. I'll be right back. I didn't think we did, but yeah. Actually, do we have edibles in the green room? Bye, Joel. Bye, Joel.